Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with another On the Salt with Got One with Captain David Blinken. David, how are you doing? I'm great, Marvin. How are you doing? I am uh, almost done with my uh, whirlwind show tour, so digging out and getting ready to go again. I know. It was pretty cool seeing you over the weekend in Edison, New Jersey. Yeah, it was great. It's always great to spend time with people in person, and I uh, got to see Lou Yen, and you made me famous. You put me up on Instagram. <laughs> I know, I know. You're you're part of my story now, and that's uh, we're going to keep it that way. Yeah, it's very, very neat, and it was great walking around the show with you on Friday. I mean, we, um, you know, we got to talk to some great people. Uh, you introduced me to Andy Mill. Uh, you know, I met some of the outfitters that you work with. It was pretty neat. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Raul from Tarpentown got over. Uh, got, I got a, I got a quick hello with uh, Bob Popovics, which is always kind of fun, and uh, and and uh, some great fly tires like Johnny King. So yeah, yeah, I met Johnny for the uh, the first time. Uh, we've got some common fishing friends, and I tried to talk to Pops, but uh, I missed my window. He was sitting on the ledge by Buzzy's booth and uh, took off before I could uh, get to him when the crowd wasn't so big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got lucky. Yeah. Any other highlights of the uh, show for you? I, I mean, it was. it's always good just to kind of touch base with people you haven't seen for a while. I mean, you know, you think of the fly fishing community as a small little community, but it really isn't. It's it's quite it's quite big. And uh, it was just nice, you know, seeing Andy and, and, and hanging out with Johnny and and some of the people who've done the Masters of the Fly show over the years. It, it was it was really nice. Yeah, and you got to uh, you got to meet Tim O'Neill and Michelle from Norvice. That was really great uh, meeting Tim and watching him use the vice and show us how to use the bobbin and everything. That was that was pretty cool. That was a, a a great education. Yeah, I think when I ran into you, he was doing some technical support for you. What was your issue? Well, I just wanted to learn how to more effectively use the bobbin because his bobbin is different than any other bobbin. Uh, so. Uh, so, you, you know, getting used to it is one thing, but actually using it properly is another. So uh, I got, I got, I got school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. And, you know, the interesting thing is, cause I was in Denver the previous weekend and I've done some of the other Foremsky shows is, you know, it's interesting. There is a very distinct, not surprisingly, Northeastern saltwater feel to the Edison show. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it, it's so interesting. I mean, there's, Certainly a big trout crowd there, but you know when you're in the east coast of the United States, we have you know up and down the entire east coast. If you just stay in North America, you know from from Mexico to Maine, you've got incredible opportunities for fishing, and uh, and that's definitely reflected there. Um, you know from bonefish and tarpon to to uh, striped bass and bluefish and everything in between, redfish, you know black drum. You know, everybody's out there in the salt chasing it. And, and uh, so it does definitely have that feel. Yeah, definitely the highest per capita of captains, I think, of any fly fishing show. <laughs> so. uh, well, well, yeah. Well, you have to realize that Edison is pretty much on the water. And if in the summertime, if you're, you know, if you just drive a couple miles, there's about 20 captains right within reach of that location. Yeah, very, very neat. And it segues really well into our question from Brenner. He wanted to get your thoughts on your go-to rod and reel setups for inshore fishing. Well, you know, that's such a great question. And and it has multiple answers. I'd like to give one simple answer and say, you know, I love an eight weight with the floating line. But 
Um, it, it's not really that simple. Um, if you're fishing for tarpon, let's say, maybe you're carrying a 10 or an 11 weight with you. Um, and depending on if you're fishing slightly deeper water, like six, seven feet or shallower water, like three, four feet, you might be using, um, a clear sink tip or my line of choice is always a floating line. Um, only because if you want to pick up the fly and re-throw it uh, and represent it to a fish quickly, a floating line is, is really helpful. Um, when I'm down at the Bahamas fly fishing for bonefish, if I could just have one rod, um, I would probably take an eight weight. Um, and, and I love Royal Wolf line. So, uh, you know, shameless plug, but, um, I, I would have a Royal Wolf Bermuda taper and for people who need a little extra help, maybe a Bermuda short. Um, uh, cause usually with bonefish, you're fishing them in fairly shallow water, especially in the Bahamas and for striped bass in the Northeast. Um, you know, kid, you know, a nine weight's probably uh, a good all purpose rod. Um, uh, you, you know, occasionally you have windier days or in case you need to sling a line that sinks a little faster, but, uh, certainly, uh, 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 the, the nine weights, um, come in really handy. Um, for me personally, I probably am still using an eight weight, um, and, and the hardy, uh, uh, marksman Z rods that they just came out with, they're are really spectacular. Um, and, uh, and their new, in their new, uh, Fortuna reel, uh, they're, they're, They've just they've made such incredible improvements in in their gear over the past couple of years. So that's kind of what I've been. That would kind of be the the sort of broad answer. Now, if I wanted to have a little quiver with me, if I'm bone fishing and it's a lighter air day, I actually prefer a seven weight, and and I'll carry seven weight with me most places. If the wind comes up, I'll 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 bump up to an eight weight. Um, in striper fishing, I'm probably using an eight weight. And if the wind comes up, I'm bumping up to a nine weight in tarpon, uh, 11 or 12, uh, those, those rods can handle, you know, multiple, you know, varied, varied conditions. Um, and then one species I didn't really cover, um, is, is permit. And a lot of people like to fish permit with the, with the 10. Uh, me personally, uh, I like to fish permit with a nine. Um, and I do like to use a shooting head with permit only because sometimes you're throwing big, heavy flies at permit and to carry a heavy crab fly, you just need a little more oomph. So, uh, uh, with respect to permit, I'm usually using a nine. Um, but you know, want to leave the opportunity to bump it up to a 10 if need be. But for me, I rarely go there. Yeah, got it. And uh, word on the street is you sometimes break the rod limit rule in boats to carry your quiver with you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, You're speaking with Raul, who who uh, who likes to make fun of me because uh, when I'm out there tarpon fishing, I I'll have a shorter rod for inside the mangroves, usually a nine. Usually have an eight weight for outside the mangroves. And then I'll have a regular nine weight for throwing poppers. Because uh, where I go fishing in Mexico, uh, in in Campeche, you know, fishing uh, top water top water stuff works really well. And then in December, November, December, I usually bring a ten weight down there with me because uh, some migratory fish very often come in that are from thirty to sixty pounds, and uh, a nine weight just doesn't quite do it. So uh, yes, uh, you know, Raul just like to make a little fun 
fun uh, on occasion with me, but uh, I don't like to be without my quiver when I'm down there for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Duly noted. And, you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You know, email me or DM me on social media. Let's make David's life easier. And remember the promotion. Uh, We have two different ones. If you send us a question, we're going to enter a drawing for a Rise uh, Fishing Company rod. And, you know, I don't know, David, if you want to say a little bit about that in a minute. Um, And then the grand prize, if we select your question during the series, uh, we'll draw from those. And that that winner will get a Norvice system. So pretty cool. But, uh, David, you want to say a little bit more about the Rise uh, Fishing Company? I mean, you know, the Rise Fishing Company, they're, they're a small fly rod company uh, that's got a, got a pretty big punch. And uh, they make wonderful rods. They're local. They're based out of Long Island. And, uh, and they do make a really wonderful product. So, uh, so, you know, whoever is lucky enough to get a Rise rod um, uh, from these broadcasts is going to really be in for a treat. Yeah, very neat. And want to thank our friends at Norvice for generously sponsoring the series. And, you know, Tim and Michelle and the rest of the pro team, they're tearing up the road. This weekend, they'll be in Atlanta. I think they're doing all of the Foremsky shows. But if you go to www.nor-vice.com, you can see all of the show locations. I mean, because they're going to be out, you know, in uh, in Utah and Idaho, all over the place. And you know, I think David, you would attest that uh, the best way to appreciate the Norvice is to actually see it in action. Yeah, I would agree. You, it's it's so much different than other vices, and until you actually sit down and and noodle with it a bit and and appreciate uh, the engineering, you know, it's it's you know, you take a look at it and and you're like, what's this? And when you start, you know, when you start tying, they're like, wow, this is pretty good, especially. If you need something that's, you know, got rotary capability, I mean, it's pretty much bar none. Uh, it gives you incredible rotary performance for for palmering and tying freshwater flies and some big saltwater stuff. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what do you have on tap on the Masters of the Fly Front? Well, we have some cool stuff. We have this Sunday, Captain Joe Blados, who is an incredible innovator, and he was the inventor of the crease fly. And... I would challenge, I would just say pretty much every single guide in the Northeast and maybe all the way down to Florida has a crease fly in their box. You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't have one. And then right after, right after Joe, um, February 25th, of all people, we've got Tim O'Neill. No, there you go. So, uh, and then we have a, a couple more guests coming up and we'll talk about that on the next installment. Um, and, uh, we're just confirming them now, so I don't want to announce their, them, but boy, don't miss Joe. And certainly, you know, don't miss Tim. He's going to be talking about his life and times in the Norvice. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, folks, even though it may not be the fishiest time of the year, there's a lot of stuff to do. You can tie flies. Um, you can go to a fly fishing show, you know, if it, if the weather's good where you are, you should go out and chase a few fish and, uh, you know, make the most of it. Because I think, you know, knock on wood, you know, we might, at least in the southeast, start we're starting to kind of turn the corner uh, on the deep freeze that we've been in. And uh, just want to, you know, encourage everybody to get out there and uh, enjoy the season. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, David. Tight lines. You too. Tight lines.